Welcome to Passage to Wonderland, literary passages to complete your day. After I read a book that really moves me, I need to be quiet, still for a while. I'm so immersed in that world, I find it difficult to leave it. That's how I felt after reading And the Birds Rain Down by Jocelyn Saucier, beautifully translated by Rhonda Mullins. It haunted me for days. Another worldly meditation on aging, love, friendship, and self-determination. One of the main characters in the book is a photographer who's determined to capture the stories of the great fires that happened over a century ago in Ontario. In this excerpt, she recounts what sparked her interest. The eyes are what are most important in old people. The flesh is hanging, sagging, gathered in wrinkled knots around the mouth, eyes, nose, and ears. The face is ravaged, illegible. You can't know anything about an old person unless you look into their eyes. Their eyes tell the story of their lives. If the gaze is vacant, the photo will be too, the photographer told herself. She had photographed some hundred old people without knowing what she would do with all the photos. A book, an exhibition, she had no idea. She let herself be swept along on a quest she didn't quite understand. Her project found meaning only in the pleasure she took in meeting very old people and the history in their eyes. All this had started one afternoon in April, two years earlier, in High Park in Toronto. The first days of April are a blessing in Toronto. A little old lady, tiny in her blue wool coat, was getting some sun at the end of a bench under a large bare oak tree. That patch of bright color in the washed-out browns of the end of winter, that was what first captured the photographer's attention. There was the deep blue of the coat, the magenta of the beret, the white curls that escaped it, a dazzling white, and around the rim of the beret and at its center, an embroidering of silver beads that sparkled in the sunlight. At the lady's feet was a large canvas bag with Moorish patterns, and on one end of the bench was a square of cotton in yellow and red plaid with balls of crustless bread laid out on it, which she was feeding to the birds. The photographer took a spot at the other end of the bench and watched her discreetly. She was very old, wizened to the bone, and there was something unresolved in her, as if she were carried along by an infinite number of thoughts that scattered in the air while she fed the pigeons. She moved methodically and slowly. When her square of cotton was empty, she would draw a hunk of bread from her bag, remove the soft part, and form balls that she placed in tight rows on the square of cotton. The photographer didn't dare take her picture. She should have. There was a pink light that sparkled at the corner of her eyes. She didn't remember how she struck up a conversation or how they came to talk about the great fires. 
The little old lady was a survivor of the great Matheson fire. She told her about the sky, black as night, and the birds that were falling from it like flies. It was raining birds, she told her. When the wind came up and covered the sky with a dome of black smoke, the air was in short supply, and you couldn't breathe for the heat and the smoke, neither the people nor the birds, and they fell like rain at our feet. The conversation wended its way with their thoughts. The swamp white oaks that populated High Park, the still reticent spring, the noises of the city that reached them occasionally, back to the great fires, litter on the park paths, the end of civility, and again, the great fires. When the flames reached the sky, she had said, it was as if we were swimming at the bottom of a sea of fire. Images that the photographer committed to memory. But the little old lady was going to leave. Her stores of bread were depleted, and the daylight was fading. She was going to leave without the photographer knowing anything about her, not even her name. And as if it were the only thing to know, as one would do with a child, she asked her age. One hundred and two, the little old lady said, and her eyes twinkled with mischief. She had pulled herself up from the bench by leaning on her cane and walked straight ahead, leaving the photographer stunned. Was she really one hundred and two? It was all there the twinkle of pink light in the eyes of an old lady who was having a little fun with her age and the image of birds raining down from a black sky. It all started there. The photographer would not have ventured out along northern roads, would not have thrown herself into this quest if she had taken a picture at that moment, if she had snapped the birds raining down in the eyes of the little old lady in High Park. Enticed and intrigued by a little old lady who had images of such destructive beauty locked inside her, and then enticed and intrigued by all the old people whose heads were filled with the same images. She had come to love them more than she would have believed. She loved their worn-out voices, their ravaged faces. She loved their slow gestures, their hesitation before a word that escaped them a memory that wouldn't come. She loved seeing them set themselves adrift in the currents of their thoughts and then, in the middle of a sentence, doze off. Old age seemed to her to be the ultimate refuge of freedom, where one releases oneself of any bonds and lets one's mind wander at will. There are many things I loved about this book, including the portrayal of old love, love between two elderly people. That came as a surprise. It was filled with such tenderness and passion, it startled me. Like its title, And the Birds Rain Down, the story is magical and haunting, and at its core is a universal truth of ageless, timeless humanity. 
and The Birds Rain Down by Jocelyn Saucier, translated by Rhonda Mullins, has received many honors. It's published by Coach House Books. Thank you for listening to Passage to Wonderland. Until next time, rest easy.